guys welcome back to dear no one where i talk about whatever i want and get a free therapy session out of (sighs) y'all so this is it guys the last episode in the three-part saga where i talk about my exes titled dear exes thanks for the trust issues i'm kind of getting though because i mean i had a part to play in the downfall of all these relationships so i'm not gonna put it all on them but still it's a great title though anyway So today, not only am I going to be talking about my shortest relationship and my most recent relationship and my most tumultuous relationship, but I'm also going to be talking about my first same-sex one. Yep, I'm bi. I'm coming out. Gasp! I mean, it's not like I was ever in the closet, really. I just wasn't the type of, like, bi-slash-lesbian to always be broadcasting that they liked girls every second. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know those type of girls who who be doing like that? I always hinted at, like, liking girls, but it just flew over people's heads because you know how, like, in this day and age, like, girls can, uh, they could talk about girls being attractive, but nobody would think of it as, like, gay. You feel what I'm saying? And also, like, if you were to ever ask me <laughs> or if about my sexuality or if I w- or if it ever came up in conversation, I would tell you my sexuality. You know what I'm saying? Like, never really, like, hit it. And it's funny because whenever I would tell someone, they'd be clutching their pearls like, oh, my God, really? You don't look like you would be into girls. And I'm just like, well, what the hell am I supposed to look like then? <laughs> like, but anyway, I could talk about how I knew I was buying another episode, though. So moving on. Anyway. Um, for this episode, I'm going to be calling my ex Cindy. Uh, it's nowhere close to her name, but she does remind me of Cindy McPherson from the Boondocks, so take that what you will. Um, she's one of those type of white girls. I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> but um, before we get into the story, I just want to describe her. Um, she was incredibly charismatic. Um, she was friends with everyone, or at least was cool with everyone. Um, and she was just popular, dog, like, but even though she was popular, she only kept a few people incredibly close, which is what popular people do anyway, I mean, like, I mean, which makes sense, especially with the way that her childhood went, like, her childhood was fucked up, okay, she was battling some demons on the low, and I feel like, um, because of the way her childhood was, and the fact that she kept a few people close, it really affected our romantic relationship, which only lasted a month, by the way, so... (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go too far back. We're going to just go back to junior year of high school. That's the flashback music. So, it was late March 2019. We were in the same friend group, and we were working on a project together for a school club we were in, which meant that we were always kind of, like, together um and so we vibed we connected and I kind of started having a crush on her back in February but I knew I didn't have a chance with her for multiple reasons um one I'm an introvert uh very mute I (laughs) don't really talk to anybody I just stay to myself chilling and she's an extrovert um we're polar opposites two I'm a goofball not saying that she's an incredibly serious person but I thought that there was no way she would find me a goofball attractive, you know, like it just wouldn't work. Um, She was all out there. I'm all in here in my little bubble. So no, absolutely not. Um, So I just never told her. So back in February or early March, I really don't remember. um, That day I told her and another friend of mine that I was by and it actually came up in conversation. So, you know, 
um and they reacted the way that i told y'all in the beginning they were like oh my gosh really like vivian i never really expected that from you uh. um they were talking about how they couldn't detect it on their gaydar which was pretty funny and they and then she asked me if i liked anyone and by then i probably got over the fact that me and her would never be a thing so i just said nobody um so fast forward a couple weeks it's april 1st mm. <laughs> um we're all chilling in the library in a quiet study room not studying and she announces that she's gonna get into a relationship with somebody for whatever reason i don't know i, I like i always found it weird even then that she was like just telling us that she was just getting with someone but um so in my head i'm like oh damn that's crazy and then put it back <laughs> put it in the back of my head because i was like okay i guess so then we're walking back to our school building and i instantly remembered her announcement and i just told her a joke <laughs> um i don't remember it verbatim but it was something along the lines of oh how could you get with this random nigga when you my wife that don't make sense and then she said something along the lines of but you didn't wife me though so what are you gonna do about it and she was serious bitch i got <laughs> i wasn't expecting her to take it serious but yo what would you do in my situation like would you really take that back and said "Ooh, i'm just joking or would you just see how this whole thing plays out and i mean i did like her <laughs> so i hesitantly did the latter and so we started talking and then one thing led to another and then bam we started dating the same day on april 1st you already knew that was doomed from the start like technically it was april 2nd that we like became official but the concept still stands like we, we got together april 1st it wasn't gonna last bro so things are going swimmingly for the first week no problems arose until maybe the next week where i kind of saw that we weren't hanging together like facetiming or even texting each other as as much anymore like before when we were friends like we always facetimed we always like texted each other like hung around together a lot so it was kind of weird not see not like uh, seeing the same thing as before also in the mornings we would hang together alone but then all of a sudden she would be nowhere to be found it was weird bro and like there was a literal shift in our dynamic so i confronted her about that after she dragged it out of me since she saw that i was upset so that's what i talked about in uh my, the first episode where this wasn't the first where you know uh ed would drag things out of me because i would i wouldn't i'm non-confrontational i wouldn't be telling people my problems so uh this is the same thing that comes to play here um and basically um every time that we would talk about the same issue because this same issue would happen like throughout the duration of our relationship and she would just say the same thing over and over again and it would be something along the lines of oh i need some time away and i can always be around you for personal reasons that i can't explain or tell you about and i was always like what like to me it never made sense because we're in a relationship like yeah she does she doesn't have to tell me like everything because people are entitled to their privacy and of course if you need some space and i'll gladly give you some space like but it just never sat right with me because what was the point in being in a relationship if you're just gonna be here one minute and then go ghost the next and then offer little to no explanation you feel me like and one of um our mutual friends him being closer to cindy more than we were would confirm that she needed space away for her own personal reasons because he knew what was up so i just left it alone and just 
know try to be understanding but i always felt some type of way still because this was not this wasn't how we were vibing in the beginning you know what i'm saying we would be hot and cold during that entire week um but things took a turn for the worst when we went on a four-day trip together that same week and it related to the school project that I mentioned in the beginning and this was when we were hot like we were vibing you know throughout like the build-up of this trip and we would also be in the same room because this is an overnight trip of course along with one of our other mutual friends so we and we also shared the same bed and it was fire being in the same room with your girl but we didn't do anything though of course like <laughs> and yes on that trip we shared the same room but we didn't really hang out that much during that trip like she would be in different groups and when we could have spent time together she would be somewhere else which i didn't like so now we're cold again and also there was this other bi girl on the trip i think she was i think she was bi or she was like yeah, she liked girls okay i don't remember <laughs> but like there would be this other uh like girl on the trip who would be saying some slick shit to her like flirting quote-unquote flirting i mean of course it was harmless because it was it was all jokes um it wasn't like she wasn't actually making advances toward her but i still didn't like it and what's funny is that she hung out with her more than she did with me on that trip and i don't know like cindy was just avoiding me like the plague like she was hanging out with everybody else but my ass it didn't like it just didn't make sense to me and i was just really insecure during that trip because what does this other girl have that i didn't what do these other people have that i didn't don't i try to make you happy don't i care for you so this whole insecurity thing would just loom over me that whole trip and it would eventually come crashing down the last day of that trip <laughs> and the last day of that trip was a party actually um everybody was dancing having fun um cindy and i wouldn't be in the same parameters of each other she would be dancing with other people and until she saw that i was in my lonesome or whatever that's when we would dance uh, and it wouldn't be for too long because it was hot um, my palms are sweaty. <laughs> um, my palms are incredibly sweaty. I sweat profusely, unfortunately. Um, don't know. That's the way God made me. Uh, the way that my jeans work. Don't like it. <laughs> um, so she would let go of my hands. And I really don't blame her. And she would never touch them again. Um, she hip rolled on me. Yay. Uh, but that would be the only time that we we would be together at that damn dance. And so I would see her dancing with the same bi girl during the trip after that and so i got so angry because how are you going to be hanging out with all these other people the entire trip when you have a whole girlfriend who you barely hang out with or talk to so i rushed over to our school's table upset and sat my butt down my best friend who i'm going to call kevin who came with us on the trip saw me sitting down obviously upset and he knows about me and cindy and all of the con and the constant issues that we would have and I started telling him what was up and I told him how I was upset about everything the bi girl the fact that she um that um she wouldn't hang out with me the fact that she would she was pretty much avoiding me this whole trip and so I told him I said yo I'm gonna break up with her um he would tell me that me and Cindy just need to talk you know and after me and Kevin had that discussion um I just decided that I was gonna go back to the room <laughs> I was really over it so I just stormed off and in between the time that I was talking to Kevin and uh, I stormed off afterward I remember Cindy asking me what was wrong because I guess she saw that I was upset and pretty much yelling at Kevin 
and um <laughs> uh which was wow and um i glared and when she asked me that i glared at the girl and then walked out of the dance floor walked out of the dance room and then to the to the room and i think a year later because this was recently kevin would tell me what like um what happened after i stormed out of the room and cindy would interrogate him about what happened as if he was the cause of me being angry she was like oh what what, what did you do to vivian um not knowing that it's your fault <laughs> like what so anyway she texted me on snap because that's usually where we um texted we really don't text on our um numbers i don't know why i hmm, that's very i didn't really think about that until now oh well and she asked like she asked me what was wrong and so I let her have it I I put everything on the table I pretty much told her everything that I felt on the trip um my insecurities about the bi girl the fact that she pretty much avoided me the whole trip um the whole dancing everything um I don't think it was just about like the bi girl though it was also like how she like decided to hang out with everybody I think I remember a snippet of what I said I said because I'm not like everybody else who you hang out with I'm I feel like you're avoiding me or, um, or it was like, it was something like, because I'm remembering it right now, um, off script, but <laughs> I try to remember right now because I vividly remember typing it. I'm like, oh, because I don't, I'm not like your other friends. I feel like I, um, you avoid me, something like that. Okay. And then I put my phone down and went to take a shower. And when I finished, I took a look at my phone and she opened it, but she didn't reply, which was a big yikes. Um, my heart felt like fell to the crack of my ass because I was just like, shit, uh, what's going to happen? So just when I settle in for the night, Cindy and our friend uh, come back into the room. And while our friend goes to take a shower, Cindy and I talk and she's pissed and I'm the one that was frightened which wasn't fair like this was your fault um why are you angry why are you the angry one in this situation and so then she talked about how i shouldn't be insecure because there was a reason why she got with me in the first place and i should know that um and she also brought up the same thing again the fact that she needs space away and that she can't be around me alone like that for whatever personal reason and that she tries really hard to make time for me and it's just not but it's just not good enough and in the middle of that speech, she starts bawling, crying, bro. And I've never seen her like that. And while she's crying, she starts to have a panic attack. And I really didn't know what to do. Like, And so she tells me to call our mutual friend. Um, and she, like, to, like, actually, like, telephone call our mutual friend. <laughs> she, and then she races to the bathroom with the phone. Um, because I think our friend, um, because I think our, our like, you know the person we were sharing a, a room with was done with the showers and then she just stays there for the rest of the night and this makes me sad for three reasons one what i did triggered her to have a panic attack because it probably set off memories that she would rather not want to remember and two i couldn't help her at all like i just sat there looking at her and that's what i always did because this wasn't the first person who was close to me um have like who I saw having a panic attack and for some reason I still I, I I didn't learn what to do and I still don't upon all the information that I have on my fingertips I still don't know what to do when someone has a panic attack so what does that say about me it's a, I'm a loser um I just never really found it as an importance or a priority and I feel like I'm gonna actually look that up right now <laughs> really um uh, after I finished recording this and three she slept on the floor that night. Like she couldn't be bothered to sleep in the same bed as me. She would rather sleep on the damn floor.
which was, yeah. Fast forward to the next day. It was Sunday morning and we're packing up to head back home. We talked that morning and we discussed the events that happened last night and we reconciled. So we were better than ever. We were hot again. Yay. Um, What happened between our last... <laughs> It's funny because what happened between our last two weeks of being together was some old bullshit. It was the same old thing. Like, oh, you don't make time for me. I can't be around you right now. I need space. Literally, she said one day she needed space for me for a bit and she didn't want anyone to text her for real. And I was understanding and I gave her that space. Cold. And so I got so used to her being so avoidant of me that when she was touchy-feely with me one time, I pulled myself away because in my head, I'm just like, what are you doing? You're being weird right now. Because, <laughs> nah, like, you've been pushing yourself away from me our entire relationship, and now all of a sudden you want me? No, back off. Get out. And so one day when things were really on the rocks, I told Kevin one night, yo, I'm breaking up with this girl. <laughs> and he was like, no, just give it a chance. If she doesn't change by next week, just cut it off. And I was like, fine, I'll give her one more chance. And then when uh, Monday came along, things were going great again. Hot. So then I forget about the whole breaking up thing. And then issues came up again. And I have this really funny story that I really want to tell you guys um, that happened during our week of issues. So remember when I told y'all that we would usually hang out in the mornings and stuff, right? So I decided not to go to the cafe where we would usually hang out at because I'm assuming, you know, there's no point because she was never there. She would always have like some sort of excuse. Her bus was late. I'm like, and then there's another thing like, oh, I have a, like an appointment or I'm going to come late to school that day. So, or, or she would just be somewhere else with like one of her other friends that she would like hang out with. So I think that morning I just went somewhere else to do my work. I think I went to like uh, the library to do my work um, and then went to class. And during the school day, I would have my phone off because I was a good noodle like that. So yeah. And then when I finally get out of class that afternoon, I turn on my phone and I see missed calls from Sydney. And I'm just like, why the hell is this girl calling me? <laughs> like, that's weird. Because uh, she was telling me the previous day that she wanted space and stuff. So then I call her back because maybe it's an emergency. I don't know. And she was like, where were you this morning? I was looking everywhere for you. And I remember being very confused and irritated at the same time because I'm just like, why the fuck do you care? <laughs> like, you're never there in the morning anymore. So who cares? So I told her where I was and she really thought that something happened to me. Girl, no. Bye. Like, what is so? And so I go on about my day. Um, another isolated story I have is that... It was afternoon after our last class. Me and the friend group that me and Cindy share were chilling somewhere waiting for the, the, the school buses to come. And Cindy comes out of nowhere, passes me, hugs everyone else, and then goes back to me. And I pull away because I'm just like, yo, you just passed me. Like, let me tell you something. She, because like the corner from where she like came from, I, like, I would have to be, like, the first person she would have to see. There's no way you could have not seen me. Because she, like, because she really hugged the person, like, who was right next to me. Then, like, moved that way. Like, the like, then moved, like, to the right. And then, like, circled back, hugged me. I'm just like, ayo. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, there is no way. Like, you passed me and then went to everybody else. That's crazy. And then uh, this added on to my theory of her avoiding me like the plague um so do you know what the crazy thing is 
she gets mad at me for rejecting her hug i'm like yo what is going on she shrugs and then she said fine be like that then and then stormed off it's not fair i thought about those these this phrase a lot within my relationship with cindy because she never once gave me the chance to be mad for long because she would be mad and in my eyes it was worse for her to be mad than for me to be okay let me rephrase that really quick so you guys don't get the wrong idea basically i felt like it was worse for her to be angry because her anger and her emotions are more a lot more intense than mine are so it's worse for her to be angry than for me to be so i didn't want y'all to get the wrong idea because i didn't want y'all to be like oh then that's your fault for like allowing her to have that grace to you know just always uh, try to pacify the situation instead of like um just expressing your feelings like no it's a lot more complex than that and so i wanted to keep her so i swallowed my anger so that we could be good again um because it was always good w when we were good you feel me this this whole thing it just wouldn't be fair because i was justified in my anger you know you don't have the right to be mad at all you know and mind you all of this happened in one month i really have to reiterate this and so now we're approaching the week um when we broke up um we had this whole argument about, oh, you never make time for me again, blah, blah, blah. It was our month anniversary. She says that she literally wants space so that she could get her head right. I think she's, like, thinking about whether or not she wants to be still be in a relationship with me ever uh, again. Uh, and we don't talk for about a day or so. And then Kevin um, invites me to this youth advocacy thing. I go. The same mutual friend who we shared a room with on the trip was also there. And once we're on break for this meeting, uh, the friend gets a FaceTime call from Cindy. They talk. She passes the phone to Kevin because, you know, they're, they're really cool like that. And then Kevin flips the camera to me and says, guess who's here? And this girl just stares at me as if, one, she wasn't expecting me to be there. And two she really just did not like she really just did not want to talk to me and so she just stares at me with like it's like it's not even a stare it's a glare you know like it's like you could feel the tension and i stare back and i just give the phone back to the owner um kevin was really apologetic because he wasn't expecting that to go that way he was like damn like y'all are really y'all having a bad like y'all are like it's really bad and i was fuming this is because she said that day <laughs> that she didn't want to talk to anybody but then i catch you facetiming this other person mind you she stays never wanting to facetime me even though i've tried to a couple of times it's really weird and it's because and it, it's weird because it wasn't like this when we first started dating it, and it's also weird because like she always it, it's she always finds an excuse as to why we don't FaceTime. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it's what, it's, it's always something. And it really gets me irritated. That day, I was looking at her like, so you do know what the FaceTime button is. You do have time to FaceTime, but every time I want to, it's a problem. Fine. I, I then text her telling her how I felt. And then she tells me some old cock and bull story of like, oh, I decided to FaceTime her because I just wanted to talk to her, um, talk to someone again, not some, talk to her, but like just to someone, uh, because I guess, I don't know if that was, if it's true or not. I don't know if she like, 
um she she yeah so she just took a break from everybody that day and she just like wanted to talk to someone and then we just started arguing (laughs) and then she's just like yeah we should break up and then she gives a whole essay about us wanting two different things reiterating the same thing that we would talk about when we would argue and I went from angry to sad real quick because I didn't want to lose her you know and I don't think she does this on purpose because she's a really good person but she did that thing again where I don't get a chance to be angry um and I just really like had to make sure that I didn't lose her so she goes on to say blah 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 I still like you and all that blah 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 at the time eventually I was okay with it I made peace with it it was mentally exhausting be with this girl and maybe for her it was mentally exhausting be with me we just weren't good for each other and the good moments in that relationship were, were rare you know and it would be a victory just having a good day or at least an okay day but then then something in me I, I, I slept on it and I started thinking about it and I said no that's not fair you don't deserve to break up with me at all and let me tell you why number one I am incredibly understanding when you said to give you space I give you space but when I said give me some attention FaceTime me once in a while it was a whole bunch of excuses like for some reason it was never the right time for her to FaceTime or even call or text me it was also never the right time to be alone together and it it was an excuse upon excuse number two I constantly talked about my complaints and you never did anything about it. She claims that she tried or was trying her best, but nothing fucking changed. Like she did the same actions over again. Like she didn't make an effort to appease the same problem that we would always discuss at least every few days. Like this would happen every few days. And she knew what was wrong too, because when I would be upset, like when I would be upset, you would know what my problem is. Like she, like she would be like, oh, is that that thing again? Like, oh, attention again. So, like every time, like I would be a episode, oh, attention again. So you know what my problem is. You just don't care to fix it because you don't value me enough to do so. And maybe I'm being too hard on her. Maybe she was trying her best. Maybe she was trying her best. Maybe I should have just stopped being so quote unquote clingy, as she put it, and just let her do her. But then, mm, when I think about it, so I'm like, no. Because she couldn't even do the bare fucking minimum in the first place. If she had FaceTimed me once a week, we would have been straight. If we had just spent time together alone once a week, we would have been straight. But no, she never wanted to be around me except if it was with other people. Which was weird to me because what the hell is the point of agreeing to be in a relationship with me if you're not going to, what, be around me? You're avoided as hell. What is up with that? Number three, I made time for you. I took time out of my day, or at least wanted to take uh, time out of my day to make sure that you got what you needed. You wanted to go to sleep? Let me help you out with your homework so you could at least go to sleep. Because that was a major problem for her. She always stayed up doing her assignments. Um, so being the simp I was, I was willing to do her homework for her. And in hindsight, I'm looking at my simp behavior wondering why. Because she didn't, she, I know for damn sure she would never ever do the same thing for me she couldn't even like make time to facetime me why would i do that i i really had taken so much bullshit the entire time we were together sometimes crying at night wondering why am i not good enough for her being angry and hoping and praying that maybe today would be a good day and then you want to break up with me 
And then I start beating myself up over it because I had the chance to get the hell out. And like, yo, you should have broken up with her when you had the chance. That's what I was telling myself in my head. And y'all are probably wondering, Vivian, who cares? At least y'all are broken up. Move on. But it's just the principle of the matter. She can't just take me on a whole emotional roller coaster for a full month and then says oh the ride is over bye have a nice life like no that's not fair you fucked me up especially since she has she gets to live her best life afterwards while i'm over here uh, picking up the pieces she's not phased by this breakup i like let me tell you i was in shambles i was in shambles while she was living her best life and it took me the entire month of may and the rest of the summer to get over this girl and what's more awful about it is i tried today around so i could get over her and make it seem as if i don't need her which didn't go well and we could get that and get like we could get into that in a whole different episode and let me tell you something the weeks after the breakup were just so cringy to me like ew i was so thirsty for what Vivian she went she like really had you go on a whole emotional roller coaster and you still want this girl why I tell you why what happened was I stayed begging this girl to get back together with me and I reflect on this and it makes me sick gross and I wrote this like I don't I'm not even in the mood to like like sink it but just so you know i wrote like a whole love song about her afterwards it was called like red sweatshirt hence the name of this episode and I, yeah I'm, i don't feel like singing it sorry but it's a pretty good song and um i could see one of your favorite r&b artists besides chris brown and maybe giving on singing it i just want to tell you the reason why i called it red sweatshirt yeah it was the one <laughs> sorry it was i am like really pissed i got fired up because <laughs> i don't know to this day it still makes me angry that this girl like really broke up with me because it just did it just so it just gets me every time um but anyway it was a monday after the breakup um we broke up during the weekend um and i was sitting in the common area where students sat in doing some schoolwork when cindy and a couple of our mutual friends come in and i was amazed <laughs> like she was wearing her hair up in a bun gold hoops had a very vibrant red sweatshirt and she was looking gorgeous like very simple outfit but it was everything to me and so the melody of the song came to me that day and from that day on i started working on it like it was like a jazzy infused aren't like infused infused it was a jazzy infused r&b beat with like trumpets and saxophones and stuff it was like i want the lady in the red sweatshirt i don't feel like singing it <laughs> i swear so yeah um I really don't feel like singing it. <laughs> like, I am just too angry. But anyway, I used music as a coping mechanism that year. Um, I really thought that I was going to get into music about, like, making songs and stuff, but it didn't happen. Fast forward six months later. Tell me why she has a boyfriend and she's always with him. Like, even some of, like, our mutual friends complained that she was always with him, hanging out with him alone. Which means one of three things. Let me tell you, one, maybe, I'm going to give her that grace, maybe she learned from our relationship and decided to give more time to her significant other, two, she already knew that she should give time to her significant other back when we were a thing, but decided not to give me that time because she didn't think I deserved that time and energy, or three, maybe she was more familiar with him than she was with me, which means that it was e easier to navigate a romantic relationship 
more and do those type of things regardless of the reasoning that she had I still kind of felt some type of way about it because I really didn't ask for much okay and um fast forward to when we were in quarantine I had a <laughs> I don't <laughs> ew god I'm gonna be so mad when I <laughs> okay so fast forward to when we were in quarantine I had a dream about high school and uh Cindy um and for some reason Cindy was getting flack um for I think she was wearing cornrows or some type of protective style for some reason um if you didn't people it already she like Cindy's white um but because of her environment you know what I'm saying like people think that she's you know what I'm saying and, um and I guess in the dream I took up for her <laughs> I really don't remember the specifics of that dream but all I remember is that once I woke up I conceptualized <laughs> wow i must still like her and i'm just like ew bro i'm really disgusted at myself because that doesn't even make sense why are you pressing again about this girl what are you doing it just gets me so infuriated because i really wasn't on the best of terms with her or that mutual friend group for reasons that i really don't want to get into the fact that i'm trying to get back um in the in a relationship with someone as toxic as her showcases that there's something actually wrong with me Mm-mm. and so my dumbass texts her best friend and tells her like oh i like sydney cindy again and um, my feelings for cindy only lasted for maybe like three days and what's funny is that once i told her friend how i felt i i stopped i, I like started losing interest which was infuriating because i don't know if i i really don't know to this day if like her best friend ever told cindy about it that'd be so crazy I would be so grossed out. But yeah, I kind of haven't talked to her since 2020. And so that's the end of me and Cindy's story. And it also marks the end of this series. Yay! I, I want to first talk about what I learned from this relationship. And then we're going to do a whole review of everything and how this whole series has affected me in general since we're like at the end of the series so Vivian, <laughs> what have you learned from your relationship with cindy the people want to know um so one this is definitely karma <laughs> for what happened with bryant and i'm gonna be honest i deserve it and let me let me tell you how this is karma even though it was a span of one month the elements of me and bryant's relationship was still there one i didn't reciprocate the same energy that bryant did for me which was the same thing that happened in me and Cindy's relationship. Upon all the stuff that I did to Bryant, that man still wanted me. Upon all the stuff that Cindy did to me, I still wanted to be with her. I didn't deserve to break up with Bryant because it really should have been the other way around. And Cindy didn't deserve to break up with me. It should have been the other way around. I did fucked up things right after me and Bryant broke up. And Cindy did fucked up things right after she and I broke up. Um example of me doing fucked up things to bryant um one of my friends was joking about the fact that i was single now right in front of bryant's face and we both laughed in front of his face and i was looking right at him wow um yes <laughs> i'm still like i'm a total asshole um example of cindy doing um fucked up things to me four days after she and i broke up <laughs> there was this guy who came to the table um, that me and the friend group, including Cindy, was sitting at. Um, he was one of our mutual friends. And he was talking about getting some hoes. Cindy said something along the lines of, yeah, I'm down for getting some hoes. And looked dead at me when she said that, knowing full and well that I wanted her back. Wow, karma is a bitch. 
Number two um, about the things I learned um, in me and Cindy's relationship, people are going to treat you however they please. Um, no matter how much you beg and plead for them to change, it's really up to them to change that behavior. Um, if they liked you enough, they'll spoil you with love. Cindy did not like me as much as she or I thought. And because if so, the whole attention thing would not be an issue. Let's just be honest. Um, and thirdly, um, if someone does not change their behavior after you've discussed it, please exit stage left. Mm-mm, leave. Bye. They are not worth the agony of mustering up more energy to fight the constant battle with your insecurities of whether or not you are good enough for them. You are good enough. In fact, you're great. But maybe you're too much. Let's, let's, let's take it back for a second. Think of yourself as chocolate. And think of the other party, your significant other, as the person eating the chocolate. I feel like all of us have a threshold for how much chocolate we can eat in one sitting, right? Because after a while, it, it gets too much. It's, it's, it gets sweet. Chocolate tastes amazing. It's great. But maybe they just have a low threshold for handling sweetness, which is why they push you away. And they can only handle you in small amounts. My advice is that you find someone who has a higher threshold. You feel me? You understand what I'm saying? You understand? Okay. But please do not actively search for this person. No. The person comes to you. That person is going to come to you. Because chocolate does not search for the customer. The customer seeks the chocolate. Do you? Are you feeling what I'm saying? Chocolate? No. Y y uh, yeah. Okay then. Number four. If people aren't reciprocating the same energy as you, also exit stage left don't be on their wavelength don't try to be on their wavelength and pretend that you don't care because at the end of the day that won't work just leave and find better more useful things to invest that energy in not somebody else not somebody else who is going to who doesn't care you know number five be more deliberate in who you get into a relationship with that's why the talking phase or dating around phase is a thing you know, me and Cindy did not do that because we thought that we knew each other enough to get into one. But no, we really didn't. Um, if we had started with the talking phase, we wouldn't have wasted each other's time like that and felt the way that we felt the whole time while we dated. And that is my problem. That is my problem. I have never been deliberate in who I give my time to and then I get hurt and then get angry at the time that I lost. Now we're going to go to the lessons that I have learned Um in this whole series right i don't sit back and reflect on my relationships either and because of that the same patterns came back into this one Ugh! like i'm so pressed about finding a relationship and finding someone to uh, make me whole when the whole time like i'm moving the same way that i did the past like how many years apart you feel what i'm saying so um lastly when am I going to start realizing that I'm a king's daughter? No, I'm not talking about my earthly father or whatever. Fuck that nigga. I'm talking about my father in heaven. He is the king of all kings and the lord of all lords. Ergo, I'm royalty. Royalty runs in my DNA. Alright? So why in the hell am I questioning my value? Because mere mortals do not pay attention to me. I am cut from a divine cloth. The only one who I should be paying attention to is my god if he thinks that i am valuable enough to be created in the first place to be made in his perfect image to send his only son to go down to earth and die for my sins then i am incredibly valuable and that's all that matters 
I am the king's daughter. So I'm going to start walking and talking like so. And I'm not going to have people make me question my value ever again. They cannot at all. And I'm not going to use people to validate the fact that I'm valuable or that I'm a catch because God gave me impeccable qualities. I am a catch. Whoever will date me one day will see that and they'll never want to let me go. So who cares? So let's review. What I really want all of us to take away from these experiences are to one, leave if you feel like people don't value your presence. Two, I know you love them, but they're fucking you up mentally, so it's time to go. Please, don't lie to yourself. Number three, be more intentional of who you invest your time and energy to. Number four, please do not take people for granted. If they are doing, if they are treating you right, then please hold on and never let go. Number, I think it's five. (laughs) Before you get into any relationship, please learn your self-worth. Spend some time by yourself first and really learn yourself and learn what you want and what I know it's like, you have to have like some sort of list of what you will take and what you will not take. You feel what I'm saying? And lastly, the most important lesson of all, you are good enough. Don't question your value because someone else is not paying attention to you or not giving you the love that you deserve, please. Because you are amazing. So now we're gonna go to how this whole experience of podcasting and laying out my past experience, how is that, how is all of that stuff, how is podcasting, what has podcasting done for me? How has it impacted me? Um, it's been a very great experience. I love talking behind the scenes with one of my friends about this whole podcast. Um, it's really funny hearing his reactions and it's been great reflecting about all these things because, um, of all the memories that I've held in for years, um, all of that is like flooding back to me and I just laugh about it now. I'm in a, um, such a better place. Um, contrary to popular belief, I know I got like a little heated during this episode but trust me or like and also like episode one but um yeah I'm in a much better place now and after thinking about the stories that I've told and the romantic relationships or connections I would say because they weren't relationships that I've had in between these like serious relationships that I have yet to tell it occurs to me that I need to be by myself even if it's for a year and I've been saying that for two years now, but like I really mean it this time. I really got to keep my eye on the prize and having crushes or even being in another relationship will distract me. I really want to learn more about myself and I really want to learn more about how I can connect and align myself with God more. So yeah, I really hope that you've taken lessons from my stories and that you're not just here for mess, you know. Um, and thank you so much for listening and giving me the space to talk, uh, talk about these things and talk to you about how I feel um bonus episode will be coming up next um I think the the bonus episode will be about poems I will be reciting you uh reciting my poems um they're definitely about three of my exes and um I think I will sing Brad sweatshirt in the next episode um because I would have calmed down by then definitely so thank you guys again and bye guys